want to talk a little bit today about the real true purpose of our life, our heart. Today we have these very um, kind of direct readings about the true purpose of our life and how God reveals that to us through his commandments. He reveals it to us through the law. Not only the the Old Testament law, the Ten Commandments, which we're bound by as, as Christians, the ten things that give us life, that are beautiful guides and structures that help us live in love, but then also, to this new commandment that Jesus brings that we heard about in our gospel passage today, which looks even deeper than the letter of the law to what comes from within. If you were reading the daily readings from this last week, we had this week the, the scripture passage about how sin comes from within. It doesn't come from without. Everything, judgment and malice, you know, lust comes from within. And really, maybe today's readings are really inviting us to look at, really, what is the purpose of our life? What are our lives designed for? We're all created with a certain capacity to love. We think about, you know, different things in our life, they're created with a purpose or a a capacity in mind. So you've got your closet, which is supposed to put, you're supposed to put clothes in got a certain capacity, can hold a certain amount of clothes. You've got uh, different buildings that can hold a certain amount of people. Maybe our church, you know, who can, which can hold about 700, 800 people when we're full. You've got different storage containers, you know, pantries, different things that are designed to hold a certain capacity and form a certain function. If we were to look at our lives and, and reflect on the readings today, What the readings are telling us today is our life, the capacity of our heart, is designed to receive love and then give it. It's the whole purpose of our life, to receive love and then give it. First reading kind of talks about this, how that's the design, and then we have the true choice to either live out of that purpose and capacity or not to. First reading talks about this choice to choose between kind of good and evil. Reach out your hand and touch the fire or the water. God's wisdom which guides the heart. Think about so often maybe in our life where our lives are not living according to its design. And so we don't experience the fruit that comes from something living in the way it's designed to function. So think about, you know, like a closet. Like, a closet is supposed to hold clothes, but it can be used for a lot of different things. It can be that place where we just shove everything, you know, get it out of the way. It becomes just a storage space. And then it serves no purpose. It doesn't serve its initial purpose. Or a building, you know, which is designed for, for something like this church, for worship and for glorifying God, but it could be turned into something else. The pews could be pulled out, and it could be used for something else as well. In the same way, a lot of time— I find in my own life, my heart can be hijacked. The very purpose of why I'm here on earth and the truth of who I am gets hijacked by sin. So I've got this capacity to receive love and give it, but because I let other things in, I either can't function as a beloved son of God, receiving God's love and giving it, or I can only do it in a smaller capacity than I normally would be because there's other things in my life. 
And it's so interesting how we choose to live that way in our life, to, to not choose according to our design. If we think about it, we have been given perfect love by God. In his salvific plan, he's poured out into our heart the depth of everything we'll ever need, the depth of all that we yearn for. Knowing a God and loving Father who, who is willing to give his only begotten Son for our life and salvation, he who teaches us and walks with us, shows us this is the path you need to walk to live in my love and have joy, to live a life in fullness. But so often we don't choose that. We choose other things in our life that don't give life. It's the great mystery, I think, of human free will. You know, we have maybe this inheritance of a million dollars, and yet we choose to drop it to pick up a shiny quarter on the street. It's really what sin is about in our life. We, we choose this little, tiny, insignificant thing, and we leave behind the true gift of life that's going to give us peace and joy, sanctify us. If we want to turn back again to the scriptures today that talk about the commandments, we would say the commandments are the things in our life that, that cause us to really live our design. So when I'm, I'm living according to the commandments of God, I'm able to receive love and give it. So it's kind of the means by which I live my purpose in life. If you think about the commandments, that makes sense because the first three commandments are receiving love from God and giving it back to him. First commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. God, you're first. So because you're first in my life, I'm able to receive your love and honor you by giving it back. You're first. You fill me up before anything else in my life. Second commandment, you know, thou shalt not um, take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. So God, I'm called to reverence your name in my life with all that I am to bless it and glorify it. So I honor you in my heart every moment of my life and I return but praise and glory back to you who are deserving and truly meritorious of that praise and blessing from my heart. Third commandment, honor the Sabbath. God, I give you sacred time in my life where you can come and speak to me, where I can receive you and then go out to love others. And then the seven commandments where we receive and give love with others. So I'm, I respect my parents, honoring them as an image of God's love in my life. Yeah, they're imperfect, but I'm called to respect them. Places where I'm called to move away from violence, hurting others, killing their soul through my words, my actions, my deeds. Places where I take things that aren't mine, I steal. Places where I dishonor others by lusting after them, trying to use them, possess them for my own benefit. Places where I turn to others to try and find meaning and purpose through envy instead of looking to God. Places where I consume people and things instead of looking to God for my satisfaction, coveting the goods of others. If I'm living the Ten Commandments, then I'm living a life that's structured where I'm constantly living out of the purpose and capacity of why I've been created, which is to receive and give in love. We could say the Ten Commandments give life. As we heard in, the, second, in the, the first reading, they truly save us. 
because they keep us in that place of being able to live as we've been, de- as we've been created to live. Our souls alive in the truth of who we are, knowing our belovedness before God as his, his sons and daughters, and then living out of that love as we love others. You know, the Ten Commandments are really almost like the regiment of life that save us. Think about if you get sick in your life, you go to the doctor, the doctor is always going to provide some kind of regiment, med- medical regiment. You know, you need to take these pills twice a day for two weeks. Or you need to drink more water. Or you're getting close to having diabetes, so you need to cut out the salt and these things in your life, the sweets. Now, it's so interesting in our life, you know, most of us, I, I would hope, you know, usually follow those regimens. We realize if I don't, I'm going to continue in this sickness, in this lack of capacity physically that I've been experiencing in the sickness. I've been sick, I haven't been able to go to work, I'm tired, I've I'm, I'm got this pain inside of me. So we're willing to follow this, the medical regimen that is going to heal us. You know, so often in our life, the Ten Commandments are really the spiritual regimen that heals the broken sickness of our sinful life. They're the things that God says, you want to have life? Follow the law, which is, my, which it, which is the way, the truth, and where freedom is. It's interesting, I was thinking about um, just the, the, if we weren't to follow the doctor's instruction, what that would mean for our life. It could mean, you know, death. I remember about three years ago, my brother, he was out on a bike ride, and um, he was driving in this neighborhood, and this really crazy dog, uh, who was loose, um, I don't know why the owner didn't have him uh, uh, leashed up or whatever, but came and was chasing after him, crazy rabid dog, and bit him on his, his leg. And he, he went to the doctor, thank goodness, and they found out that he might have rabies, which is a very serious thing. If you don't know anything about rabies, it's a disease that, if you don't catch it right away, it causes the spinal cord and the brain to, to, um, to swell, and you basically kind of go crazy, and then usually uh, can be fatal. So you have to do this very strict regimen of shots. If you don't take every shot at the right time, you're probably going to die. And uh, I was just thinking about that, you know, my brother was so attentive. Everyone in the family would call him on the day and saying, did you take the touch? Did you take the shot? Did you take the shot? Did you take the shot? You know, he had a program in his phone. He had alarms. We were all making sure he took the shots. Really, in our life, we're so good at listening to the doctor's instructions, but so often we're so weak in listening and following the regiment, the spiritual healing of God that he's given us. The Ten Commandments, which allow us to live and receive love and then to give it, to abide with God in our life. And it's very powerful today. We heard in our first reading um, the fact that God sees our life. So he sees the places of our sin. Excuse me, I'm sorry, in the second reading today, it's very powerful what he says. So the eyes of God are on those who fear him. He understands man's every deed. So the fact that God sees our life constantly, it's interesting, I often feel like we hide our sin because we're afraid of what God's going to do if he saw our sin. But the reality is, he already sees our sin. 
I was thinking about, once again, that image of the closet, you know, like how our closets end up being that place where we shove everything. You know, really, God sees it all. And it's interesting, because we believe and know he's a loving father, really, he's not there as he sees our sin condemning us. He's just waiting for the chance for us to open that part of our life so that he can redeem it. He's waiting for us to open our life to the Spirit, which scrutinizes our life and purifies so that then our life becomes free, living in the truth of who we're designed to be, receiving and giving in God's love. So today, really the push or the practical thing is, am I willing to open my life to let the Holy Spirit of God scrutinize my heart and transform it? to pull me back to the commandments that are going to give life and to move me away from these things that ultimately cause sickness and death. One of my favorite TV shows a couple months ago was watching, um, I forget the name of the title, but uh, I think it's Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. How many of y'all have seen that? It's uh, Marie Kondo. She's this kind of organizing um, um, lady. She's become really popular this last year. She's um, this uh, amazing lady who... In the TV show, she goes into all these people's houses who are struggling with having a tidy house, and she basically goes in and teaches them how to tidy up. So how to fold the clothes right, how to purge things from your life. She's got this very unique approach where it's really about honoring the space of the house. So she goes in and kind of prays at the start before she starts cleaning up with the people. She kind of honors the house and how the house has served the people who live there. And then they go through the house, little by little, focusing on different spots, and having the people there take all the articles that have filled up their house, clogged it up, kept them from living according to how they want to live, and they hold that item, and they they see if that item sparks joy within their heart. So it's kind of a little unique, but they actually, like, hold a piece of clothing and see if it sparks joy. Kind of unique. But it's really interesting. I was just thinking about in our life— Once again, that is what God is always trying to do in our heart. He's trying to purge and to allow his Holy Spirit to scrutinize our heart so that our life can become completely God's, designed as it was intended to receive and give in love. And so in our life, we practically want to be transformed. We have to take all the parts of our life, bring it before God and say, hey, is this thing that I'm doing really sparking joy? Or if we wanted to ask those questions about our heart, what is my heart really for? And what's coming out of my heart in my life? Are good things coming out of it or things of evil? Are places of gentleness and mercy and forgiveness and love coming out of my heart? Or is judgment, malice, lust, you know, cursing and swearing, lying, is, that's what's coming out of my heart? that's the case, I need to invite God in and and invite his Holy Spirit to scrutinize. Say, Lord, I want me to turn away from these things and, and to you who gives life. Ultimately, how do I turn to the regimen of life, which is my prayer, which is the sacraments? You know, it's interesting, you know, I, I've been going to confession for about, you know, 20 years of my life, and every time I go, it's always tough, because it's allowing God to lead me in scrutinizing my life saying, God, what's really of you and what's really not? And this isn't of you, so I give it to you. Purge it. Take it away from me. Reform my heart as it's been designed by you to live. 
So we come before God today asking for that freedom and that purification that gives life to turn our hearts to the commandments, which help us to receive love and to give it. We ask for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.